welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, chapter 1, verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This podcast is about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness of mankind. In today's world, we see a lot of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in the world. But it begins with our belief. You've got to have faith. It's Reg Clay and Craig Dickerson. How are you doing, Craig? Oh, Reg, hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah. September 16, a Saturday. Yeah, it's a wonderful Saturday. Um, so let's let's pray. Uh, so you or me? I'll, I'll lead us off. Okay. I'll lead us off. Uh, um, uh, dear, dear God, um, here we are once again, and uh, doing our uh, our due diligence to try and understand your words. And all we ask right now is that you help us find a, a deeper way, uh, a way to kind of combine and bind ourselves in your word and loosen our hearts and open our minds and so that we can have some kind of appreciation and wisdom for these things and uh, use it to go through the paths that you know we want to go through and you want to for us and, and for each other and uh, in this in Christ we pray. Amen. 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 So, last week we talked about um, forgiveness, and I think we're going to continue with that. Yeah, and that's still uh, mm-hmm. still on the uh, as far as uh, I can recollect uh, from this week uh, working, you know, to try and figure out within our structure, mm-hmm. you know, what you know what we're dealing with. That's still on the that's still on the hot seat. <laughs> right. Forgiveness is still the topic du jour. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. And we can we focused a lot on Matthew 18, and uh, and uh, we like to revisit that. So a little Matthew 18 redux, but just a short version. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, Matthew 18, 21 through 35, and then from there we we talked about probably tangent. Tangent that with a little bit from Genesis mm-hmm. and a little bit from Romans, but it's all going to be centered around the same topic: um, forgiveness. Yep. Um, now, did you want me to? Uh, I can re. I can reread Matthew eighteen. Just the twenty-one through thirty-five. That little, uh, sure. That little parable, and yep. then uh, yeah, because we should go quickly, and then. If we want to cover other things, we'll have time, right? Yep, exactly. Wonderful. So this is Matthew 18th chapter, 21 through 35. The parable of the, of the immersible servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell to his knees, fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Uh, let's see. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. 
you wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. And that's it. Yes, a perplexing and not a happy story in a lot of ways. True. <clears throat> um, yeah, we and we were talking about uh, over uh, lunch. I'm sorry, breakfast today. How um, y- you mentioned about the the, the magnificent amount of uh, ten thousand. What is it? Um, talents. Yeah. Well, a talent, and you'll you'll see that a talent mm-hmm. down here. Oh, oh is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Okay, here it is. A talent, one talent, finally, mm-hmm. was worth more than 15 years' wages for a laborer. Uh, yeah. that, at that time, mm-hmm. a denarii was well, a day, like three weeks. A day's wage. A day's wage, yeah. You, know, you, get, you work a day, you get a denarii. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the one guy owed the other guy 100 denarii. That's 100. A hundred days. days. You know, that's why we're about three months Mm -hmm. salary, and that's a reasonable amount. And with a talent, it was worth 15 years' worth of wages. That's one talent. One talent. And he owed the master 10,000. That's that's probably more than everybody in the entire city Mm -hmm. had in their pockets at at that time. Yeah. Now, it's absurd. And Christ is telling the story. He goes, hey, listen. Here's a little story about forgiveness. This is why you need to forgive like 700 times. Mm-hmm. And uh, as if, and prior to that, they talked. To, they asked him a lot of questions about mm-hmm. like why, well, how many times, and what circumstances. When do you forgive? When do you not forgive? Mm-hmm. And uh, Christ went through a b- bunch of other parables, kind of like explaining, you know, this is this is how you you know how, mm-hmm. how you go about you know working right. working on getting somebody to you know, mm-hmm. disagreement and so forth. But anyway, this particular story, you know, Peter asked, you know, well, how many times? Seven times? Seven times is not a random number. Seven times was a holy number. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like he was trying to think, like, oh, seven, that's kind of a nice, holy, <coughs> significant number. And he right. goes, well, no, 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 that's not enough. Seven, 707. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and, and then Christ says, okay, I'll give you an example. Like, here's a story. Here's a king. And, you know, he had a little slave. And he needed to, you know, he owed the slave. Uh, the slave owed, owed him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. In fact, the slave owed the king billions of dollars. <laughs> you right. Know, you know, right. And at this point, I'm sure all the disciples are like, oh, yeah, right. Sure, sure, sure. Right, exactly. Already the story is absurd. Mm-hmm. Where are you going with this? Right. And, and, if, and then, you know, surprisingly enough, the slave did not have a billions and billions of dollars. Of course, right. And, uh, and, and I think that's, that's an analogous to what we were talking about, just like for getting forgiveness mm-hmm. and, 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 and receiving it. Right. Um, I, and that little bit kind of, you know, because I, I experience and, I, and through, my, through myself and through my relationships with, with my parents and mm-hmm. so forth, mm-hmm. and I think other people may relate to this, you can forgive somebody, but they don't accept your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, or they are, you can say like, Hey, it's all done. You know, we're cool. That's, you know, we're all fine here. It's water under the bridge. Don't, right. don't worry about it. Don't. And then that person just doesn't feel it. Yeah. They don't, they don't feel like it did, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. even though maybe you genuinely gave it from your heart. I said like, Hey man, I forgave them. It's, it's cool. I don't know what their problem is. They're stuck in stewing mm-hmm. and they're still upset. And, and, and it, and you know we're 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 at that absurd place, that absurd place where I have sinned against my God or against or I've wronged my man, mm-hmm. you know, in this way. Yeah. And it feels as though I need to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. You know, fifteen thousand talents. Yeah. I, I it's not enough that he just went like pishah oh, fifteen thousand talents. Mm-hmm. Hey. There you go, done. Yeah, um, it's 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 not enough. 
It's, yeah. it's, it, it, I can never repay it back. Right. But, then he, but then he answers mm-hmm. that absurd mercy right. that was given to him right. with, with something that's, you know, pretty practical. Somebody owes you something that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. The, other, the other servant owed him 100 denarii. That's like about three months' work. Right. It's, it's a reasonable amount. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, if I had to fork over, you know, a quarter of my yearly wages to, to fix a problem, It'd be it, tough, but you can it would it. be a little, it would be a tough, I could get it, sure. it would hurt, Yeah. but I could see the end of it. Right. And, and this guy wouldn't do it. Right. A reasonable amount. He wouldn't yeah. do it. But then he wasn't shown the same mercy that he was shown. Right. That's exactly and right. That's, that's the object lesson there. Yeah. That's the punchline there. Yeah. And I think, and I, we were talking about this at, during um, breakfast time, it's, I think it's clear to me that Jesus is using this parable to show how we cannot repay the debt that we owe to God. The debt that we oh, owe to. Oh, never. Right, exactly. Never. So the, the 10,000 talents is parallel to the sins that we've committed uh-huh. um, as a people, you know, against God. And, um, it's the, and the fact that the master forgives the servant. Hey, you owe an astronomical amount of money, but don't worry. I forgive you. Mm-hmm. That's the forgiveness that God gives to us. I mean, you know, he, that's why Jesus gave his life on the cross for us. To forgive him, and we have to understand how mag, mag, magnanimous—is that a word? <laughs> um, how big that is. Magnanimous uh, um, is generous, right? But yeah, not vastly magnanimous. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's 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 huge. It's huge. And if you truly understand, if you truly appreciate that—the forgiveness that God gives to us—it show a little bit. Right, show a little bit. Exactly. Um, I, you could make it. You could say it's analogous to uh, you know the global warming. Um, no, you, know, sure. God, you know, Lord, Lord or love or universe has given us this incredibly intricate planet with mm-hmm. thousands and millions of 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 interweaving you know life forms mm-hmm. that all work in this miracle together. And the least you could do is pick some junk up <laughs> off the beach. You know, could you just clean the exactly, beach? Exactly, exactly. You know, do a little bit. Sure. You know, do a little bit. Yeah. I mean, show just that you care about it a little bit. And right. I, I, I bet you if you just, you know, mm-hmm. picked up the cigarette butts yeah. one day, then, you know, somebody else would do a little bit more and sure. a little bit more. Um, you so know. there's a cruel, yeah, there's a cruel reality <coughs> of, uh, of technology. You know, we are advanced, but what, look at what the advancement has done to the rest of the the, uh, the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and and the hypocrisy of the uh, the servant to treat his brother or his fellow servant. Mm-hmm. Hey, you only owe this piddling amount, this little teeny weeny amount. It has nothing compared to what we owe God. This piddling amount, and you won't even forgive him for that. Now the, now, the, now, the hard part of this, and this is where mm-hmm. I feel as though, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week, mm-hmm. of uh, when you take, the, and that's the last part of the story, yeah. where, you know, okay, he, he, didn't, he, he, he was given mercy, mm-hmm. he didn't repeat, mm-hmm. you know, that example, mm-hmm. show yeah. mercy to his brother, right. and boom, everybody ratted on him. Mm-hmm. They went and told the king. Oh, sure. They said, like, hey, this guy, you know, mm-hmm. he is a total asshole, yeah. and you know it, and, and we all know it, now you know it. Yeah. And king says, okay, well, then hand him over, and he's going to be tortured. Now, he didn't really torture him himself. Mm-hmm. He gave him to somebody else to, to allow him to be tortured. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, uh, and this is where the I think this... And then, and then Christ says, you know, and this is how mm-hmm. God's going to treat you yeah. unless you start doing what you need and know now right. you need to do, yeah. which is take take pity and, and have mercy mm-hmm. and forgive others. Yeah. And uh, and this is where I feel like, you know, in a lot of uh, religions, mm-hmm. <laughs> this becomes a, a reason yeah. to judge other people. And to make other people fear hell yeah. and fear uh, retribution and so forth. Mm-hmm. And and I would argue that if you look at this as a parable the way 
it's being and look at all the characters. Mm-hmm. Examine all the characters in the parable. Yeah. You've got the disciples. You've got Peter, who's asking Christ mm-hmm. the question. Yeah. And then you've got Matthew. You've got to look at the big picture. You know, zoom out about thirty thousand miles, and mm-hmm. and and there's Matthew telling the entire story of all this. Right. You know, in the context, you've got the king, the servant, the other servants, mm-hmm. the wife, the children. Yeah. You know, the the the, the unforgiving servant. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so forth, and all these different characters, mm-hmm. and take it all apart, and then you've got the story. Yeah. And I would argue that, and I. I think I've said this before, but I would argue that his torture didn't start when he got found out. You know, he was handed over to torture when, you know, he got ratted on and mm-hmm. after he'd done the deed, this really, yeah. you know, ungenerous kind of deed. Uh, but I think his torture started yeah. the moment he decided not to show mercy. I, I've always, there are a lot of people who I talk to who are not Christian or they're, they're tied up with, they... We, we get it talked about, um, does God punish? You know, um, and we've talked about this in our first podcast, The Burning Bush. Mm-hmm. I've always felt, especially after Jesus, you know, walks the earth and gives his life to us, I've always felt that God does not punish us. We punish ourselves. I compare it to the parallel of turning off a light. You know, there are times where I'm, I'm very arrogant when I walk into a dark room. And I'm like, oh, I don't need the light. I can see. And I hit my toe. And it's like, oh, my God, it's painful. And if I just turned on the light, it wouldn't have happened at all. Now, did God punish me? Well, I punished myself. I could curse the light. I could curse the table, and a lot of folks do. <laughs> sure, or the toe. Yeah, or the toe. But it's, it's really, really us when we're honest about it. Yeah. And I really feel, especially here, um, the master doesn't punish the servant. Other people punished the servant. Well, really, the servant punished himself because he committed the act. Mm-hmm. He had the seed of selfishness in him even before, I would even argue even before, mm-hmm. the master gave him forgiveness yeah. because he's thinking about himself. And I think all of us can relate to that where we, we, we pay attention to our desires. Oh, my God, you know, I'm in trouble. And unfortunately, a lot of people, we talked about how very few people go to church anymore. A lot, I, I thought about September 11th. We just had the, uh, I think the, um, I forget what anniversary it was. It was um, the 6th anniversary, 16th, 16th. An- anniversary. Mm-hmm. A lot of people went to church after September 11th. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who had never gone to church before just filled yeah. the church. Oh, there's a, there's a big hole in their heart. Exactly. You know, a need. Right. You know. As opposed to going to church, you know, prior to that. <laughs> well, you know. Or even subsequently after that. I mean, we, we, we react to our own personal pain. Of course. And it's an immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we don't have necessarily have that immediate reaction when other people have pain, you know, compassion for others. Yeah. Um, and we see that within uh, today's politics. So I'm not going to go in deeply into today's politics, but... But it's there. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. You, you, like DACA and... You uh, can give lots of examples. <laughs> sure. you can, you can but I, I, I had a podcast with Cecilia Palmtag uh, yesterday on the EA, and we talked about... She had mentioned some of the hostility that's just in politics, not just U.S. politics, but world politics, like North Korea and what have you. Minorities are just being sort of stomped on. I mean, like uh, minorities, um, Latinos and Muslims and um, women... Uh, black people. Look at an entire race of Muslims in Miramar. Yeah. You know, just that's right, Burma. Yeah. For no reason other than that's who they are. Right. <laughs> I mean, just mm-hmm. just who they are. Yeah. As a people. Right. It's bizarre. And and the, and the and you know what you know people may say, well, Reg, why are you bringing that up? And what does this have to do with the Bible or what we're talking about here? We're talking about compassion. Not anyone can relate to. Let's say uh, their own pain. But what about the pain of someone else? Do you really have to be Latino to understand the Latino's pain, or someone who lives in Myanmar and they're being, you know, ostracized because they're of a different caste, or something like that, or um, or being a woman? Um, um, you you don't. I think we. I think God wants us to have compassion for others, it, just like the servant needed to have compassion for the other servant. It may not be his pain. The, the, the secondary servant who owed the guy just, you know, just a couple of denarii. Um, but if he had, then he would not face the punishment, and he would understand 
that he should have the same compassion that God has for all of us. I think people are opening their eyes, though. And I think these stories, like this parable, mm -hmm. you know, the, the absurdity of that amount of money. Right. The, the, the fact that you can be forgiven for that incredible debt, exactly. and yet, yeah. what I find really absurd, mm -hmm. and yet, mm -hmm. you can't show an ounce of it? Right. I mean, that is absurd. The, when he, when, um, mm -hmm. when uh, earlier in the chapter, and mm -hmm. we won't go into the specific text, but earlier in the chapter, mm -hmm. you know, disciples asking Christ, well, you know, I'm really, you know, we're really having problems. We've got to tell somebody they're doing wrong, mm -hmm. and they need to ask forgiveness. Right. You know, they, they need to atone. Right. And that they're not getting it. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and I've, I've tried to kind of like wink and say like, you know, hey, you know, mm -hmm. like just screwing up guy, but they didn't get it. And Christ says, well, go talk to them directly. Right. And he goes, well, what if, what if that doesn't work? Mm -hmm. What if I directly tell them this is the issue? Mm -hmm. You know, you have screwed up. You need to correct this. Yeah. And they, and they, and they challenge it. Yeah. Or they just don't care. Right. Then he says, go grab two other folks. Right. And talk to them. And mm -hmm. if that doesn't work, go grab the entire church. And, and we're talking about the elders and mm -hmm. people of authority. Mm -hmm. And talk to them. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, mm -hmm. I mean, now we're already getting into the realm of the absurd. Because sure. it's like, here's this one obstinate person. Right. It started out with just, like, a misunderstanding, maybe. Mm -hmm. Now it's turned out that the whole church is, like, banging on his door going, hey. Mm -hmm. And he still doesn't get it. Yeah. Now we're in the land of, of like, okay, okay, Jesus, now you're going up. The mm -hmm. deep end. This mm -hmm. is such a, he goes, no, 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 I've got a better solution for you. If that, all that doesn't work, that whole ball of wax, that whole system I just laid out before you, mm -hmm. and this person is still not, you know, mm -hmm. coming around, yeah. then I want you to treat them like a Gentile and a tax collector. Yep. And, 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 and the Gentiles were considered very unclean. Yeah. And, and, you know, people and, 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 and somebody you didn't want to hang around with. Mm -hmm. Tax collectors, well, they were always the bad person. Yeah. And, but Christ, Christ knew, uh, hung around with disciples. Mm -hmm. I mean, and his disciples knew. He hung around with Gentiles. Yeah. He, hung, he went to have dinner with tax collectors. Yeah. And, and so out of all that, out of all that you know, absurdity mm -hmm. yeah. comes the most absurd thing, which is like, and if all this doesn't work, and that guy doesn't get it, we'll forgive them anyway. Right. <laughs> and you're referencing Matthew 18th chapter. That's 15 through 17. 15 through, right prior to what we read. Exactly, today. immediately prior to that. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And you, you're right. Jesus did still talk to. And I think it's, we need an absurdity to, yeah. to, to address. An, we're, we're, we need that absurdity mm -hmm. to address the other absurdity. Right. I mean, you look at what's happening today where people all around the nation are taking down these statues. Right. Which, you know, represent uh, a centuries-old idea of oppression. Right. But it's as if mm -hmm. we just walk by them. Right. Every single day. Mm-hmm. For the last hundred years, and uh, probably did. Oh, that's uh, there's a guy on a horse. Yeah, it never really meant anything. Sure, but the minute you start trying, you take it away. <laughs> the minute oh, you take oh no! And this, <laughs> so that's what I find so absurd. Yeah, it is it, absurd. It takes an absurd. And here, you know, mm -hmm. people who people who know. Yeah, people who know what these statues are, you know, like you know, African Americans who know sure. that these statues have represented this kind of yeah. Kind of ab abiding, mm -hmm. you know, blindness yeah. towards, you know, the absurd situation they were put in. Yeah. And now you see all these people coming up, but mm -hmm. we we loved our stat. I mean, it, it's it, yeah. it, it has no meaning for them. Yeah. It's absurd that they would think that it had meaning for them. They probably never yeah. even knew it existed. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, there, there are people who. They hold on to tradition. I mean, when I think about American history and just American people, there are people who, like we talked about, I think we talked about hoarders uh, last week or something like that. Yeah, and there are people who hold on to things that have value to them, but there's no real significant value. And when you talk about people who hold grudges, getting back to forgiveness, that's like a, a, a metaphysical hoarding where you're holding on to something that has really little value at all. It's like having a, a stale piece of pizza that you bought a month ago. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to eat it, 
but for whatever reason in your mind, oh, it has value. I mean, you know, General Lee. Don't throw that away. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, the Confederate statues, I mean, it, it's it, uh, absolutely offensive, you know, as a black man to, I mean, if, if Lee had won, I'd still be a slave. You know what I mean? Right. So there's no other way of, of twisting it. I don't care how intelligent he was or what have you. I mean, it's like having, you know, saying that Goebbels was, mm-hmm. you know, a brilliant strategic, strategic guy, mm-hmm. but he's still a Nazi, and it's not good. It's not excusable mm-hmm. to um, – and I don't see any difference between the two. No, I mean, you could you – could you could point to all kinds of, you know, the Alamo. The sacred Alamo. Right. Stealing from the uh, Mexicans. <laughs> we go into the whole Mexican war. You know, uh, yeah, I mean. Manifest destiny and, uh, you know, really just stealing from uh, the the, um, the Mexicans. I just think it's interesting that these um, these physical things, yeah. which have always been stood, stood there sure. you know, throughout all these years, just silent, mm-hmm. you know, objects. Right. Suddenly, have taken on this like mm-hmm. whole uh, you know, yeah. nation, national dialogue of yeah. of 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 expression. Right, it's just blown up. Yeah, and now we have to talk about okay. Now all those you know crazy mm-hmm. you know that now all the, the all that crazy stuff is is all out exploding mm-hmm. all over the open. Now yeah. we have to forgive. Right, we have to forgive ourselves. We have to forgive each other. Right, and there's no how. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it it seems crazy. Yeah, how on earth is taking down this mm-hmm. this horse, down a horse? Yeah, ever going to yeah be an act of forgiveness? Right. And, and it's it's interesting, but you have to just keep doing it. exactly. You know? And that's that's the point that Jesus gives Peter. And uh, you know, when Peter, when in, ni- in verse nineteen, Matthew eighteen nineteen verse, Peter says, "No, I'm sorry, uh, twenty one." Uh, Peter comes to Jesus and says, Lord, how many times? How many times? Yeah, and, and, he, and he, I think he's asking the question, okay, so are you going to leave the earth? We're the ones who are going to bring you a word and bring about the church. We're going to create the church. This is the evolution. This is the creation. Yeah, we're trying to get the nuts and bolts. Right. right. And so we need this instruction from you. So how do we forgive? I'm not sure if he's asking, like, on a personal level, as if someone actually hurt him. But I think he's asking as a teacher. As a, retor- Peter, as a, retor- a rhetorical kind of. Right, exactly. Level. What do we do when we get into this situation? Because, you know, and I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul who wrote to both the Jews and the Gentiles. He was sort of the Gentiles. And I think in Corinthians they talk about circumcision. And uh, he's like, well, listen, if you want to be circumcised or if you don't want to be circumcised, whatever you do, do in the name of God. Mm-hmm. Just do whatever you're going to do in Jesus' name. These turf wars don't mean anything. <laughs> Just let it go. Yeah. And, and you know, the Pharisees are the ones who are sort of bringing up, well, the Old Testament said we've got to do things this way and that way. And Jesus is saying, no, this is the new way. Yeah. I, this is the new way. And it deals a lot with forgiveness. But there's still, you know, I mean, these are legitimate questions because, mm-hmm. you know, the Jews and the Gentiles – they knew that that has gone on for a long, long time and will mm-hmm. continue to go on for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. No matter whether um, Christ has come here to, to kind of like go like, hey, cut it out. We're all on equal footing now. Right. They knew that after he was gone, <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. Right, exactly. there's, no, there's no overnight with that. Right. With, maybe with them, but not with the rest of the world. Right. And I think it's a, kind of the same way we, uh, you know, our country deals with, you know, like, say, the Middle East situation. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, Shia, Siri, cut it out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a new kid in town. It's called the world in the United States. Sure. So cut it out. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we know you've been, mm-hmm. you know, hassling with each other for a while, but, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're like, yeah, I'm like maybe you know, mm-hmm. thousand, three thousand years. So yeah. you, know, you know, you it's hard to argue with that. It's, and, and it's hard to break that break yeah. that apart. And know? every now and then, we're blessed with these leaders who has the world view. You talked about Dr. King mm-hmm. and Mahatma Gandhi, and uh, let's say a world leader that managed to get everyone at the table and sign these documents, and all of a sudden that person is gone. Either they're out of office or they're assassinated, mm-hmm. and then. You know, the conflict brings up, it comes back up again because there are not enough peacemakers. Yeah. People are still holding on to those grudges. Very much like a child, like you were talking about the Confederate, um, um, the statues and stuff like that. Like, and Matt, we don't have any kids. You and I don't have any kids. But uh, I imagine 
let's say a child has a toy that he never plays with. <laughs> it's just on the floor or whatever. I'm like, okay, look, let me just take this thing away. And all the child's like, no! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing with that. That's mine. I was like, well, you weren't playing with it an hour ago. I mean, what's, what's the big deal? Yeah. So it, a lot of these things can be very, very childish. Another point that I wanted to bring up, so I work in the, in the DA's office. There's a court term called allocution. Are you familiar with no, allocution? No. Allocution is basically when a defendant pleads guilty and they have to state exactly what he or she did. Um, so, in other words, the court is saying it's not, a, it's not enough to say that you're guilty or you apologize. You have to state what you did. And even after you apologize or even after you allocute and you state exactly what you did, you're still going to serve your term. You're still going to have to own up to what you've done. So, you know, when we talk about forgiveness, it's easy to just throw out a word, hey, I I'm sorry for what I did. That's not enough. There's still a process. You know, we talk about how do you forgive, mm -hmm. and we don't, and no one really focuses on the process of forgiveness. No, you know, but, yeah, and it's, 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 it's all about how important it is, and we all know it's incredibly important. I mean, mm -hmm. if you just let these things go, yeah. you know, they fester, and that's where, you know, it just becomes... You know, society and individuals just have more grudges mm -hmm. and more grudges, more yeah. grudges. So we know, we know it's very clear within our, the, our rules of society. It's very mm -hmm. clear within prescriptions that we're reading today from Matthew. Yeah. Very, very important to do so mm -hmm. because to not do so leads to, you know, this falling apart and fracturing of people. Mm -hmm. And to do so, you know, obviously benefits you and everybody else, mm -hmm. but the how, the how, right. how do we do it? Right. Especially given these absurd parables. Yeah. They're yeah. almost laughable. They're almost like little jokes. Right. Oh, really? You want to know why you forgive somebody? Mm -hmm. eh, because, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be tortured if you don't. How's that? Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and why are you going to be tortured? Because of this absurd little story. Right. And, and. To have, and then we go back, you know, and he, keep, he says it in many other ways, but they're not mysterious ways. They're just, you know, important ways. Mm -hmm. Why should you forgive somebody? Because, like, an innocent child, God loves you, and that's the way he wants you to be. He's mm -hmm. just, like, you know, free and innocent, like a child. Yeah. And that didn't really hold over. Then there's the lost sheep parable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, well, you know, because, you know, if you leave one sheep out there, one lost sheep, then, you know. Mm -hmm. That's one lost sheep. Yeah, just one, but it's not the whole flock. We need the whole flock. Right. <laughs> Go get the lost sheep. That, that's exactly right, which, which is a wonderful thing because yeah. you it's, think, a lot of people think, well, God, God doesn't really care about little old me. Yeah, There's way too many other things going to, on. You have to cross every T and dot every I. Right, 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 right exactly. Yeah. But, no, if you're, the, if you're that wayward sheep, God will come after you. I mean, God will and, uh, in a loving way. I mean, he will bring you back in. Yeah. So you're, you're never alone. You're never alone. And and that's and I think that helps with our self forgiveness mm -hmm. because even though we may be islands and isolated and feel as though there's no way I'm going to pay that those fifteen thousand right. talents right. ever right. I can't be forgiven from from my sin I can't be right yes you can right <laughs> you will you are mm -hmm. you are already yeah um, the accepting the accepting of that forgiveness mm -hmm. is. Well, and I meet at least the way I, I mean, you know, other people are going to come after this and they're like, Craig, why not? Mm -hmm. What's your problem? It's a problem. Yeah. I have a problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's accepting that forgiveness. Yeah. It's just something that doesn't come easy. It's a two-way dialogue. It's a dialogue between the person who is asking for forgiveness and the person who, I guess, has been wronged and needs the forgiveness. I mean, if you're a victim, let's say, of a crime... You can say, I forgive you, but still, there's the process of, well, do you really understand what you did to me? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and me still dealing with having to have a relationship with you, knowing what happened in the past, uh, and not necessarily just letting go. Um, and, I, and I also, I still think about my mom. You know, when I told you the story last week about me forgiving mom. That was just the beginning of our new relationship, right. our relationship as two adults, mother and son, but dealing with each other as, as two adults who appreciate each other in a way that we didn't beforehand. And that's, that's a growing process, and that has to be very honest. You can't just put on the mask of Santa or the mask of, you know, being polite. I think this is where we can go back, and you wanted to see that 
that part in Genesis. That's right. Oh, Genesis, yeah. Yeah. So I, I had I, that right here. Right. When you just said that, mm -hmm. you know, recounted that. Yeah. I, you know, about your, you know, mm -hmm. re, you know, your relationship with your mother, you know, mm -hmm. when it was fractured and you were both younger. Right. And then the relationship you, with your mother when you took the process to start healing. That's right. And you, you guys were much older. Mm -hmm. Check out. We're gonna yeah. see see how this see how this <laughs> chimes with that. So we're getting into Genesis, the fiftieth chapter, verse fifteen through twenty-one. And uh, just as context, this is Joseph. Um, he's about to die, right? Well, no. He his father has died. His father's passed away. His father's passed away, and he is he is he's reconnecting with reconnecting his brothers. with his brothers who who have. Uh, Pretty much, you know, screwed him over most of his <laughs> most of his young life. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they messed they messed him up mm -hmm. pretty bad when he was he was yeah. younger, and now he's he's reuniting with them. Right. So here we go, fiftieth chapter, five zero, fiftieth chapter, fifteen through twenty one. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, "What if Joseph? Joseph? Blech. Let me do that again." When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. I, am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph was a different person. Mm -hmm. He had matured separately from his brothers. Yep. They were so freaked out, they made up a story, mm -hmm. <laughs> begged for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It's a sham kind of story. Yeah. And yet, he was looking at the bigger picture mm -hmm. and was able to, to forgive them. Yeah. And, the, the, and there, there's the kind of the how. He just did it. Right. It doesn't really show, I mean, the why is kind of implied. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, God said to Joseph, and that this is something later. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of important in context to what you just read. Yeah. You know, God expressed to Joseph, like, hey, you know, do good by me, mm -hmm. and your people are going to grow and grow and grow. Right. And so that's that's the assurance he passes mm -hmm. on to the brothers. He goes, don't worry, you're, you're going to have big families. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to be happy. Right. And, you're, you know, you're not going to have to worry. Mm -hmm. you know? And let's think about what happened, what, what you know, the context of Joseph. I mean, he was chased out of his house. Uh, he was uh, sold into slavery. Slowed in, into slavery. Mm -hmm. Became a big man in Egypt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, his brothers came to him, um, and then there was an argument about money and uh, the uh, the gold. What was it? The gold cup. <laughs> oh, there's the yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It's, it's 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 a big convoluted but, story. But you know, there, there are you know, and, and it parallels to many of our lives. I mean, you know, family arguments about money. Yeah, and and and, yeah. and we're talking about old grudges here. Yeah, old grudges. Yeah. They had a grudge against him. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, and he was able to just get rid of his grudge. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it blew, it, it, you know, it blew him away. I mean, it reminds me of a bumper sticker, you know, I saw. It's like, forgive your enemies. It'll blow their fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, and it's true. They were absolutely blown away. This, yeah. I mean, they wanted his forgiveness, but I don't think they ever. And, and the other thing about it, which is kind of really poignant, mm -hmm. is when, when Joseph hears their story, you don't, hear that he hears that it's mm -hmm. a sham story. Yeah. He just, he, he starts to weep. Mm -hmm. And I think, to me, how I relate to it, and I don't know how you felt when you came to the very mature 
you know, mm-hmm. concept. It's like, all right, I have to forgive my mom mm-hmm. just for my own, you know, right. move, movement, growth mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when, in a way, when I look at this story and I relate to it mm-hmm. as Joseph weeping, yeah. you know, hearing, a, hearing this, mm-hmm. I, think it's, I, I think of like, oh, my gosh, I've grown so much. And they're still the same. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I feel like that when I go home sometimes, you know, and you, you know, you feel like, you know, your parents treat you like, you know, the day you left home or whatever. You know, a lot of people relate to that. They they treat me like I'm a kid. I'm not a kid anymore. I mean, some people hold on to nostalgia of the past, and some people are just not interested in growing at all. Yeah, and I think the to me that weeping is just like, oh dear. Yeah, this is so sad because I'm such a. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm so over this. <laughs> you know, I'm so over this. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah. They're not over this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at all the time that's gone by. Yeah. You know? Look at all the time. Are you, are you skipping ahead? I was going to see, because um, I wanted to get into uh, the Romans. Um, oh, yeah. Do we have time? How are we doing? Uh, we're doing okay. Right on. Yeah. Let me, let me check the, uh, oh, yeah. We, we've got uh, what, 20 more minutes. Wonderful. <coughs> Romans, Romans, Romans. Um, now, what was I thinking uh, just, you know, as you were mentioning that? Um, well, we were still talking about, you know, the how. You know, uh, how do you, I mean, yeah. the process of. Oh, this, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you can, like, go into that. Uh, we're looking at Romans 14, 1 through 12. Yeah. Do you want me to do it? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, I thought I could, I'm having the hardest time finding it. Hebrews, <laughs> Titus, I got it right Timothy. Here. Oh, oh, go for it. Go for okay. it. So this is uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. And, uh, Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, um, let me see. Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat, for God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on the servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day, observe it in honor of the Lord. And those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God. While those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, each of us, will be accountable to God. There you go. That's what I got here. And yeah, and uh, where it says, it is written, uh, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess to God. That's from Isaiah 45th chapter 23rd verse. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's very, very powerful. And I love what, I love the, the readings, of the, the writings of Paul, because Paul mm. writes to, I feel he writes directly to me. Uh, he's, he's, he's called the Apostle of the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And once again, just like I had mentioned beforehand as, uh, when I brought up the analogy of circumcision, you know, whether you want to circumcise yourself or not, yeah. whatever you do, do in the name of God. He's saying the exact same thing here. Mm-hmm. You know, there are those who eat a lot. There are some who only eat um, only a little. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, do in the name of God and don't judge. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason to judge. Mm-hmm. There's those who fast for a reason and those who exactly. don't. Hey. Mm-hmm. You know, right, right, exactly, right. And judging, and we talked about how some people use the Bible for the wrong reasons to judge uh, as a weapon 
which I think is really, really horrible. And, of course, it pushes you further and further away from forgiveness, the act of forgiving. Um, you know, when I talked about um, absolute, um, um, uh, allocution, that's, it, it really is part of it because we're talking about communicating between two people and getting to the truth. And a lot of times when we get into bitterness and, and, um, and holding back, a lot of times there are lies told. There are uh, mistruths, like, well, no, I didn't do that, or like even the lie that happened in Genesis 50. You know, they said the, the false story of what their father had written right. uh, to them. Right. And Joseph cried because he knew that, that wasn't true. Yeah, you assumed that. Yeah. You assumed that. But, yeah, th that's the take I get from it, for sure. Right, 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 exactly. And so bringing up the allocution where the courts tell a defendant, Tell the truth. Tell what exactly happened. Because in a lot of court cases, there are lots of lies told. You know, mm -hmm. the defendant tells a lie, then the defense attorney tells that same lie to the jury. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, people are trying to figure out what is the real, real truth, what's, what's really going on. I think, yeah, and especially in this last reading of Romans, the other thing that kind of stands out is that it's easy to see the differences in everything, mm -hmm. in every one. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to pick that out. Sure. Here's the person who does that. Here's the person who circumcises, who doesn't. It's, who isn't circumcised. Mm -hmm. Here, here's, here's this person over here. Here's that, that mm -hmm. belief over there. Yeah. Uh, this person calls God this. This person calls God that. Right. Um, and, and Paul's saying, yeah, there's going to be differences. Everybody's, it's going to be really easy to, to know those differences. But whatever you call it, whatever you do it, yeah. however you say it, mm -hmm. You have to draw. You have to draw the truth that embraces all of these. Right, exactly, it's all. Pointing. It doesn't mean that there's a wrong or a right. Yeah. There's, you know, yes, there's easy ways to see the see a way to keep these grudges. There's mm -hmm. easy ways to you know to make this complicated. Right. It's complicated. It's it, and it can be more complicated. Sure. This is we need to simplify, simplify, simplify. Mm -hmm. Whether you call it. The Lord, whether you call it light, yeah. whether you, what, whatever you may call it, love, mm -hmm. yeah. whatever you call your faith, yeah. whatever you call that, that, mm -hmm. that helps you pull it together. Right. Call it that mm -hmm. <laughs> and call on it often. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I challenge anyone who's listening, another court term is intent. What is your intent? When you speak to someone or when you hold judgment to someone, what, what is it that you're intending to do? You know, can you really call yourself a Christian and have a grudge? Can you really call yourself a child of God and hold something over, hold some, you know, a grudge over someone? Uh, is it your intent to, to better yourself, to make yourself powerful over someone else? Well, if that's, you know, that's not the intent of God, and that's not what God wants you to do. And I think about, you know, when people make statements or, or what have you, like um, in, in uh, Romans here, if someone praises God in one way or another way and you call judgment to that, what, what exactly are you intending to do? Are you trying to bring people together? Are you trying to really um, heal wounds or, or to, uh, to bring some positivity and goodness? I don't think so. Not if you hold something against someone. I think, you know, we were talking about earlier about addressing an absurdity with an absurdity. Right. And, and, and so... In a way, Paul in, in Romans here is, is, is trying to say, like, you know, look, if, if you bring judgment upon a person, mm -hmm. you're taking the job of, exactly. uh, of, of someone that's beyond, that's beyond your authority. Exactly. It's beyond your authority to do that. Right. Only God can judge, mm -hmm. and only God will judge. That's right. You, it's absurd to think mm -hmm. that you have that divine Mm -hmm. Authority, yeah, to you know, to pass judgment on right. someone. It's ultimate arrogance. It's ultimate arrogance. It's ultimate arrogance, and you have no right. Right. You have no right to do so. It's right. absurd to think that you can. Right. You know, and then Christ in the in this parable, the mm -hmm. very first one we read. Yeah. You know, Peter asks, "How many times should I forgive?" Seven, and Christ says, "No, seven hundred seventy-five, mm -hmm. or seven hundred seven, whatever." Some absurd amount. In other words, so mm -hmm. Christ is saying like. Oh, you mean you want to know, you know, to, mm -hmm. to what uh, quality mm -hmm. you forgive people? Mm -hmm. You need to go beyond perfect. Right. You need to go beyond. What, what I want, how I want your forgiveness to mm -hmm. be, 
is something that you can't do as a human being. I want your forgiveness to be like divine forgiveness, which is not perfect. Right. It's beyond perfect. Yeah. I want you to be better than perfect. Yeah. And it, it's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. You know, and, 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 these, and, and the disciples and then <laughs> Paul and Romans, they're faced with these absurdities. And I think it has to give you a giggle. Mm-hmm. It has to make you laugh. It has to disarm you enough mm-hmm. yeah. to go like, it's impossible. And yet, mm-hmm. you must strive for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead, of, instead of the godlike judgment, which is the ultimate arrogance, mm-hmm. how about ju- godlike forgiveness? How about it? How about it? Crazy. <laughs> That's exactly right. Crazy. And, you know, we were talking last week about uh, the civil rights movement and, you know, uh, some people, how can I forgive, you know, these people for, I mean, if you really want to hold on to the grudge of something that happened a hundred some odd years ago and people who were responsible were long dead, mm-hmm. that's on you. I mean, it's, it's just like me holding a grudge against, you know, my mom who passed away. Right. Or, or even when she was alive and, and things happened way, way, way back then. Mm-hmm. It's, once again, it's the analogy of the, uh, the spoiled fruit in, in, the, in the icebox. Yeah, or whoever, whoever put that chip on her shoulder, which, which caused her to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know keep, keep keeping on this misery generation after generation. Well, sure, sure. You, can, you can grudge those folks, too. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and, and that happens, unfortunately, generation upon generation, where, let's say, one person was wrong, and yeah. they hold that, and then they pass it on to their children or whatever, yeah. and the cycle you know, has to be broken. Somehow, some way. Right. Yeah, and uh, we're down to the very, very last line in, in Matthew 18, which is like, mm-hmm. you have to do this from your heart. Exactly. From your heart. It's not enough just to get it and write it. Right. You have to believe it. Mm-hmm. You have to really, really believe it. Yeah. And that's the hardest part for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, it's it's the process, but you it's begin. It's the you pro- begin there. It's the it's the process. It, mm-hmm. It's the part of the process that yeah. that makes it complete. Yes, it goes like ah, oh, <clears throat> I have been forgiven, and mm-hmm. I have absolutely forgiven this person. I don't have to have this chip on my shoulder anymore. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can perceive the weakness. Of, a lot of people perceive it as as a sign of weakness. I mean, the the tender trap of grudges, and I really do think, you know, if you believe in God, you have to believe in Satan. I mean, you you know, um, I I believe that there is an evil force uh, in the world, and you can sort of believe that that hatred or arrogance is a sort of power um, that somehow uplifts you or something like that, and I think it's a tender trap. I think it's something that we have to be very, very careful of, of avoiding that. There is a power. There is not a weakness and forgiving someone, like I think about the civil rights movement where um, northern blacks or, you know, guys like Stokely Carmichael would say, how in the world can you turn your cheek and, you know, the southerners going to beat you and spit on you and whatever. I mean, how can you do it? And, um, and Martin Luther King was like, listen, we, th- this is what we believe. We just turn our other cheek. And it, it's easy to look at that as a sign of weakness. But if you consider you fighting back, after a while... You become the very person that you are that you're fighting against. Well, I think I think Martin Luther had a like I said, he's he, how many how often or like you said how many how often do these visionaries that's right uh, come around? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that often, and and, it, and I'm I can only know this kind of man through uh, the works that that remain, and, right. and but one of the key components of his uh, philosophy was mm-hmm. that passivity is a way of reaching beyond, it's a, it's a way of reaching over the prison walls mm-hmm. of this oppression. Right. You know, he could see not only, you know, he could choose to look at this oppression face to face, fight it, uh, you know, toe to toe, in the eye. Yeah. You know, punch a Nazi. Yeah. Um, he could choose to do that. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, the northern Civil rights leaders, yeah. you know, said like, "Yeah, but you got to do that." Right, right. Uh, but I think he saw beyond all that aggression mm-hmm. in a world where there was no need for it. Right. There was no need for this. Mm-hmm. That all this did was keep you in this little mm-hmm. prison of 
of hatred. Right. That the only way was to reach, mm-hmm. you know, allow your conscious, mm-hmm. you know, ability to yeah. to reach beyond those walls. Yeah. And have faith that God will take care of things. Yeah. And and that that love will answer it. That's right. Will answer it. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I think you truly, truly believe that. Right. I, know, I don't think it was just. I don't think it was just words with that guy. No, no. I, I, I think he really, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. thought it thought it was a very you know a, a, something that we should very much understand as truth. Yeah. And it's funny that one thing that you had said you had said I made the statement that um, forgive someone it'll blow their minds. Oh yeah. And, and I it, thought it was bumper sticker. <laughs> and, and it's really true. I mean, there have been times where let's say someone has been mean to me, and I'll just say, well, okay, or I mean, I've said I forgive you, but I didn't allow that anger to affect me. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they'll say, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't really mean that, or, or something like that. And it's, sometimes it shocks me. It's like, oh, okay, you're still holding on to that? Remember <laughs> <laughs> wow. I told you about my uh, ex-girlfriend? for you. <laughs> I told you about my first girlfriend who uh, late, years later had said, you know, I apologize for all the things that I did for you. And I'm like, I can't remember. What are you talking about? Get on with your life. <laughs> right. You know, people hold on to anger. Some people hold on to guilt. Yeah. And that's another thing you have to let go. I mean, not to absolve yourself to say, well, I'll just forget about all the horrible things that I did. But really, when you ask for forgiveness and you do it earnestly, you can really just let it go. I know. I know. That's that's what I was saying earlier. There's some people who find it very, very difficult. They feel like they they cannot be forgiven. Right. They cannot yeah. be forgiven. But if... If the master can forgive ten thousand, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the astronomical amount, yeah, so billions of dollars. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's, it's it is it is absurd and it is funny, but mm-hmm. but I think it's 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 that way for a reason. Because mm-hmm. um, the how is not there. Mm-hmm. How do you do this? Not there. Mm-hmm. The why, the what, the where. The, you know, yeah. uh, the nuts and bolts. You know about why it's important. Yeah. How to go about it. You mm-hmm. know, or uh, is not there. Yeah. It's 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 up to us. Yeah. It's up to us. I think that's why we're doing all. You know, mm-hmm. doing it as best we can. I think that's why we're shrouding the statues and hauling them out in the dark of night because sure. nobody really knows right. that this is the right thing to yeah. do. It's just a thing to do until mm-hmm. we find the how. Yeah. You know. I mean, sometimes forgiveness is a mountain that you have to climb. Where you know, where you tr- truly, truly, truly forgive, but you have to. Start with that one step. Mm-hmm. One, I'm, as a kid, uh, my dad would take me. We, we own property in D.C., and uh, every now and then, someone got, would get evicted, and they would uh, litter the apartment with just trash. I mean, like hoarding. And so, as a kid, my dad would say, "Okay, I want you to start in one room, and you're going to clean up this entire room." And I'll look at the room, and I'll be like, "Oh my God, it's just filled with just trash. And I got to pick all of this stuff up." And I thought about the enormity of it all. He was like, "Listen, just start with one piece at a time." One section. One That's moment. what people do when they go to therapy, you right. know, and and you tackle it bit by bit by bit. It's slow, yeah. But the progress that you make through that process, you don't have to repeat it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you start this process with the, your faith. Mm-hmm. You start this, you know, process, you know, picking up one piece at a time. Yeah. And you don't have to do that again. Right. You know, you don't have to go back. Mm-hmm. It's it's difficult. Um, there's a. Are we doing good for time? We're doing good for time. Uh, you had a there, poem that you wanted to uh, yeah, I think, recite. Uh, well, I I just uh, discovered this this week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure other people have discovered it long before me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's see here. This is a um, something I just wanted to mm-hmm. to add. I think for people who are you know finding it having having hard days. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah. You know, trying to see um, see their way through. Yeah. And this is a, a poem by a, a, a mystic uh, uh, from the Middle East called Hafiz. And I think a lot of people may be familiar with his work. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it goes like this. It happens all the time in heaven, and someday it will begin to happen again here on earth, that men and women who give each other light often will get down on their knees and with tears in their eyes will sincerely speak saying my dear how can I be more loving to you 
How can I be more kind? Yeah, that is awesome. By Hafiz. Mm-hmm. Right on. Right on. <laughs> cool. Well, um, let's close it out with prayer. Right on. It's my turn. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for uh, blessing us on this wonderful Saturday morning. Uh, we thank you for our health. We thank you for this podcast. And we pray that the word that we speak will uh, reach the hearts of um, of many people, uh, for those who seek forgiveness, for those who uh, need to forgive. Um, we ask that you um, bless us and that you uh, guide us through us talking about your holy word and that you give us guidance and that you enlighten us and uh, enlighten those who listen to us. And we ask that everything that we do, we do in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, so let's see. Let me do my uh, usual blurb. You can find you got to Have Faith on the Apple Podcast app and on all iPhones and iPads. You can also find you got to Have Faith on iTunes. Just click on iTunes if you have a desktop or a laptop. Uh, click on Store. Use the search engine on the upper left-hand side and search for you got to Have Faith, and you'll find us. For Android users, download the, sound, download the SoundCloud app and search for you got to Have Faith. That's it, Greg. All right. All right. I hope that works. It's sort of like, you know, calling an 800 number and it tells you how to call an 800 number. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, people listen in different ways and what have you. That's and right. We, you know, how do you educate someone on a podcast while they're listening to the podcast? But, well, you know, we hope that we reach a lot well of Well, Reg, you know, I have faith you will. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, man. Take care. And that's it. We are